Welcome back to TV Tangents, a classic TV podcast. Today on the program, we're comparing two very similar air disaster movies, Zero Hour and Airplane. Natalie. <laughs> you weren't ready. I wasn't ready to Hi, take it Hi, welcome. Away. Welcome. Although I did want to kind of do the Jaws theme because I forgot that that's oh, what yeah. happens at the beginning of Airplane. Okay, do it then. We can cut it. But, Good. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. That, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the opening in yes, Airplane. It is. And I didn't know. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I had never even heard of Zero Hour. And you texted me a long time ago and was like, I want us to watch Zero Hour. And you said something along the lines of, it's about, what did you, I don't even remember what you said to me. You were like, it's about like a guy who's got to fly a plane because it's like there's going to be something, something. And you were all generic. And I was like, oh, okay. That sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so then I found it and I'm like, I'm going to watch this one night. So I started watching it and right away... The guy's name is Ted Stryker. And I was like, hold on. This guy's name is Ted Stryker? Okay. So then the whole thing's oddly similar, but still I was like, oh, okay, but still. And then all of a sudden, it like legit with like between the fish and the steak, I was like, okay, this is completely what Airplane is based on. Yeah. And I had no idea. Yes. Well, I feel like the first time I texted you and I was like, watch Zero Hour, and then I was like, she's not going to do that unless I tell her why. I think I didn't want you to know why until mm-hmm. you watched it. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. That could I don't be know. It, yeah. This was I so long ago. This was yeah. a couple months ago. It was. It was. And it a lot a of life has happened since yeah. then. So Zero Hour was a 1957 film, which was a remake of a Canadian play called Flight Into Danger. Mm-hmm. And it was in black and white. And it wasn't very long. It was like 53 minutes yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it was pretty short. And after its release, Time Magazine called it a bloopy inflation of a 1956 television show. Hmm. Bloopy. Bloopy. Yeah. Bloopy. New word. That must be a 50s word. In 1971, it was remade again for a TV movie of the week titled Terror in the Sky. Hmm. I mean, that's kind. I guess it's kind of a generic kind of a plot but yeah. like I don't know I guess we are right now in the era of remaking everything so maybe yeah. that was an era in the 50s and 70s I don't know um, Arthur Haley who wrote the original Flight into Danger screenplay also wrote the 1968 novel Airport which spawned a film franchise of air disaster movies mm. and then later of course the movie Airplane was compiled mm-hmm. of most of the script from Zero Hour. Yes. And a lot of the uh, things that went on in the airport movies, mostly Airport 1975. Interesting. Shenanigans. What did you think of this movie? Did you giggle through the whole thing like I did? Of Zero Hour? Yes. Yeah, I did. Because once I realized 
how, I mean, let's be honest. We were born in the 70s. And so we all saw Airplane when we were young. Which, by the way, it's been a really long time since I've watched Airplane. And Mm. I watched it today. I mean, I had to have watched it as an adult a few times. But I still caught some stuff today that I was like... They've never seen before, yeah. Did my parents let me watch this, first of Mm. all? And that I don't remember ever seeing before. Mm -hmm. And things that were said... This is a family Mm -hmm. show, so there's Mm -hmm. a couple things I won't be able to say, but... We're going to talk about that. Yeah. When we get to Airplane. Yeah. Because, yes, it was not the TV version... Right. ...that I saw today. Right. We must... And we, of course, had it on some VHS tape that we probably watched over and over, so it might have been... That's the only place we saw it. We didn't see it in the theater. We saw it... True. ...on TV, and then our dads taped it... Taped it, and we watched it over and over. Mm -hmm. Although there's, like, a scene in... uh, Again, we'll get to that, because there's (laughs) some stuff, and we probably... Let's talk talk about Zero Hour. Zero Hour. I, um, you know, so the guy, Ted Stryker, he's like, um, he had been in the war and has PTSD. And so same thing. And it was, I wrote down that he had 10 jobs in 12 years after the war. He stays away from flying because he can't live with failure. And that's why he goes from job to job too. Um, and if I remember, he, like, his wife is going to leave him with her son or with their son. She Yeah, she's leaving to go... Mm-hmm. wherever on a plane and he yep. gets on the plane. And he gets on the plane to follow. Because you can do that in 1957. Right, exactly. Um, I also wrote down creepy sock puppet guy. Um, okay, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> you thought he was creepy too. I was so creeped out by that guy. We're going to talk about that. And it's been a minute since I watched this because I watched it not too long yeah, after you Yeah, I watched it me. like a month or so two months to, ago. I was like, I, but I remember that specifically there being a guy with creepy sock puppets and the little boy, is his name Joey in Maybe. Zero Hour 2? Because it is know. an airplane, you know, whatever. Like, Joey is there, and he's so... Which... Did I write that down? Because, um... I thought I wrote... I didn't even write down his name. That kid... Like, I had to double-check the year of that movie, and then I realized later. But when I first saw this kid in one of the scenes, 100% was like, I swear that kid is Mickey Dolenz. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. He's not. But I was like... At one point, I'm like, oh, my God. He looks just like young Mickey Dolan. That's so, cute. um But yeah, I was watching it, the creepy sock puppet guy, and then all of a sudden I just like every single theme from Airplane <laughs> starts happening. So every uh, person who eats fish gets mm-hmm. sick and both pilots get sick. And no, I mean, everyone's violently ill. Yeah. They're like, if we don't land this plane in an hour, everyone will die. Everyone will die. And so, once again, this guy, Ted Stryker, he's got to be... He's got to be the savior. Mm-hmm. He's got to put aside his fears. Yep. Gets and his wife there. is there by his side, which yes. reunites them. Yes. And their love for each other. And their love. And she's like the co-pilot because of... And I love how the there's... Again, back at the... Uh, what do you call command it, center, command center yeah. uh the army guy who knew him is basically kind of a meanie and is all like oh he'll fold he'll he <laughs> won't be able to do it yeah so he's all crazy but they're trying to still talk him in and whatever and it's so funny because the guy there was like i picked the wrong week to quit smoking <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is why i was giggling through the whole yes. movie because i'm picturing these guys who wrote it we'll, we'll get into that later i'm picturing them like making notes or like just snidely saying things to each other the way mm-hmm. that we do when we watch movies yes like every single 
scene has something where they added something to it to make fun of that scene. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the dialogue between Ted Stryker and his wife is the same dialogue that is used in Airplane, yeah. except they they like tweaked a few things mm-hmm. and made things a little dirty sometimes. Yes. And super spoofy and funny. Yes. Yeah. And it's amazing. Because same thing, they're on the, you know, they're talking to the command center, they're doing things, and I just wrote, I wrote sluggish like a wet sponge because <laughs> they're talking about, and there's just so many things you can remember. Um, but yeah, the wife is working the radio. Um, She's same, repeating everything that he says, repeating. even though he's sitting right there. Yeah. And I was like, and he starts to think about the war and he almost crashes into the mountains. And we've got um, the airplane flashbacks and yeah. stuff. Um, I do love that there's also a hysterical woman and the stewardess slaps her. <laughs> That scene was so, like, yeah. So there's the scene in Airplane where the lady's hysterical and everybody st- comes up and mm-hmm. they're taking turns slapping her and then yes. the people are standing there with, They've like, baseball bats. and bats and, and a boxing it's gloves. the same scene. They're yeah. like, okay, how can we expand on this scene? Right. It's the I same mean, thing. the early on scene, though, this woman really does start to go crazy and they're just literally like, ah, and they smack her. I think it's like, like two people smack her. Yeah. It's, it's like one person yeah. smacks her and then the next person it's is like, oh, spoofy. let me take care yeah. of her. And they're like, oh, <laughs> it's not as spoofy and it's hilarious. Um, it's again, he gets up there and he ends up able to mm-hmm. land the plane. And and it's intense at it's the end very intense. when he's trying to yeah. land it and the plane like catches fire yes. and stuff. And the main thing is, too, is like their little boy is sick. Yeah. And so that's kind of how that starts. And it's not, you know, there's a few people, you know, other people start to get sick and that's when the pilots get sick. But, um, yeah, they land the plane and then it's like, and then all is well because whatever. It's like, I'm kind of like, is that how you get over your fear though? That you crash an airplane? No, I don't. Because I'm thinking no. at that point, your, your fear goes on forever. Yeah, that feels like you doubled down on your PTSD. Mm-hmm. That feels like, okay, so I should never get in mm-hmm. a plane. Remember I didn't want to get in a plane because and then I got of in the, the plane. war and then I did and it crashed because I, you so know. that was validation. Yeah. So let's talk about the cast and then we can talk about their roles and that will expand on this. Um, number one is Dana Andrews who also comes up in the Rocky Horror Picture Show song. Oh. Dana Andrews said prunes gave him the runes. Have you not seen the movie as many times as I have? I when you say the song, I'm always <laughs> like I'm trying to think of the actual song. Am I the so only like, person who listens to Rocky Horror Picture Show in their car? You must be because okay. I haven't heard it in a long time. And that anyway, makes me sad. Dana Andrews plays squadron leader Ted Stryker. Mm-hmm. And he, like you said, is a little bit of a basket case. He's trying to get his wife not to leave. And she's like, I just can't do it anymore because I don't know, like, when this happened. And Mm -hmm. And she's going off with his child. Then we have Linda Darnell as Ellen Stryker. That's his wife. Uh, We have Sterling Hayden as Captain Martin Trelevin, who's the one who has to talk Stryker through the landing Mm -hmm. and he's like not nice about it no because he thinks he's gonna fold right and he's like listen to me striker and the command center and all that stuff like all the airport stuff is exactly the same as in the movie Mm -hmm. airplane it is totally shot for shot the same like some of their movements are the same the only thing we don't have is the uh Toto, Toto, it's a twister. It's a twister, it's a twister. Yeah. What can you make of this? Well, it can make a pad or a brooch or a pterodactyl. Greatest line. We have Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, who plays the co-pilot, Captain Bill Wilson. 
Mm. Crazy Legs was a professional football player. And then uh, in his bio, there's a bunch of sports stuff that I couldn't suss out because I don't know what it means. And it looked like math. Um, But it's just sports (laughs) words. And so this is what prompted the creators of Airplane to put a Kareem Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the co-pilot seat. Because this guy was like an actor and like a really famous football player and whatever. Yeah. Very interesting. Didn't know that connection. Then Jeffrey Toon is Dr. Baird, who has to figure out how to save all these people's lives. Mm -hmm. And he's not as funny as Leslie Nielsen. No, not anywhere near as funny. (laughs) Very serious. My favorite character, Peggy King, as the stewardess, Janet Turner, Mm. who sometimes they just call stewardess. Stewardess. Which is rude. (laughs) And they... They call her that for a while, and I'm like, she better have a name. And every time she goes up to the, the cockpit, they're like, oh, stewardess. Yeah, it's yeah. Janet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That I would have been like, no, it's Janet. Thanks. She looks so much like Rose McGowan. Do you know who Rose McGowan yes. is? Yeah, from like Charmed and stuff. Oh. She looks so much like her right. that when I started watching the movie, I was like, who is that actress? She looks so familiar. I swear I know her from something. I looked her up. Didn't know her from anything. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, it's because she's Interesting. Rose McGowan, who apparently is a vampire or something. Hmm. You know. Jerry Paris. He plays Tony Decker. Let's talk about Tony, the boyfriend of Stewardess. Mm, yes. Who is unintentionally creepy. Yes. I'm sure he's not supposed to be creepy. He's not a puppeteer, but he has a puppet. Yeah. I feel like he carries this puppet in his mm-hmm. pocket in case he encounters little boys. Yeah. Did you get that feeling? Yes, I did. And then it was very creepy and very like, oh, hey, little boy, here's my sock puppet. Right. Because little boy, we can't remember his name, but we're going to say yeah. it's Joey. Yeah. Is all sick. And mm-hmm. so his parents are like, oh, we have to go fly the plane. And so Tony's all oh, why don't you let me sit with yes. him? I've got a puppet By in my pocket. By all means. Oh. And he's getting all close to him. And I was like, dude, back off. Mm-hmm. That's just beyond creepy. So you know how you know Jerry Paris? Uh, he played Rob and Laura Petrie's next door neighbor, Jerry the Dentist, on the Dick Van Dyke oh, Show. Oh, interesting. I did not recognize I him. I didn't either. Didn't hmm. know it until I looked at his bio. And I was like, oh, it's that huh. guy. But yes, I'm glad you got those vibes because yeah. I was like... That was super creepy. That was freaking me out. Yeah. Sadly, though, little Joey's face was all like excited, but I was like, oh no, like that's creepy. And like he's on the plane. I don't know that he's going anywhere. He's just like, hey, baby, let's hang out. Right. And she's like, I am the only stewardess on yeah. this plane. Was she the only stewardess? I think so in that one. Okay, so the boy Joey, that's his name. Okay. That is his name because his parents need to creep. His parents need to talk it out. So he gets seated next to the creepy boyfriend. And then he, like, creepy boyfriend asks him some weird questions. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if he should be around children. And I think that's where in airplane we get the whole, like, Joey. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Yes. Oh, that's true, too. I didn't think so, about that. It seems to me like we're not the only ones who felt like that he shouldn't creepy. be around yeah. children. Right. And he does it mm. twice. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and then Janet is like, you know, we have to have, or she tells his parents, like Joey's parents, we'll have someone sit with him while you go fly the plane. Yeah. But then it doesn't happen. No. He's just by himself. He's just laying there. Yeah. And, yeah, and all so sick. That, yeah. Creepy can come <laughs> over with his puppet. And she really is the hero. She's like, she keeps everybody cool. She mm-hmm. takes care, single-handedly takes care of everyone on that plane by herself. And apparently cooks meals for 38 people on mm-hmm. an airplane? where that, the food come from? So that's interesting because I actually know somebody who flies for like an airline that's more like basically like kind of private chartered things or they just mm-hmm. don't have anybody else. And they're like, oh yeah. And she's like, we have to cook the food. But it's like for five people, you know, five to ten right. people. And I was like, oh my God, that's so bizarre. So yeah, I remember when I was watching that, I'm like, what is she? There's just like a microwave and then there's like these little dinners. And right. I wonder everybody got sick. And they do, right? Uh, they do mention that there's like a company, like the ground control people mention the company that mm-hmm. does the food or whatever. But it's not like they prepared it ahead of time because she's going around saying, do you want fish mm-hmm. or meat? Yeah. And then she has to go make it, and they don't have a microwave. Yeah. And also, she says there's different sides for picky travelers. I was really invested in Janet's story. Mm-hmm. That's I really felt like she was the, the character to She's watch. She's the main squeeze there. So, yeah. That's Zero Hour. What else do you have to say about Zero Hour? I, it's pretty cut and dry. It was. It was very cut and dry. And it's been a long time since I watched it. But those are the things that stuck out to me that... Well, right away, I was like, okay, didn't have any idea that this is the movie. And then, yeah, the creepy sock papa guy, of course, because I had to be sure to put that in big, bold letters. I feel Um, like it doesn't take very long to figure out that this is Airplane. Yeah, it didn't. I was watching, I mean, the name, I was already like, oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, it's the exact same movie, but not spoofy. So, yeah. It is. Airplane was written and directed by David and Jerry Zucker and Jim Abrahams, and it was released by Paramount Pictures in the summer of 1980. And while it was a parody of the airplane disaster genre in general, it's mostly a direct influence, or it's mostly directly influences by zero hour. Yeah. To the point where they literally lifted parts of the script mm-hmm. and just Oh, it. yeah. It's like straight up and... It's just funny. I, d- I forgot how hilarious the movie actually is. And just even in the beginning, like, you see... So Elaine is the stewardess, and she's heading in. And Ted Stryker is a cab driver, and <laughs> he pulls up on the curb, and he ends up, like... He just stops, and some guy gets in the cab. He's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he turns the meter on. That poor which man. Which is hilarious. And why would you ever sit in the... Whatever. That guy sits in the cab <laughs> the entire time. Because it's this boob. It's yes. funny. So my favorite part about this that I've re- remembered for all my life is that you start hearing the the red zone, or yes. the white zone, is for loading and unloading of passengers only. There is no parking in the red zone and it's a female voice and then a male voice says the exact same thing then they start going back and forth and then they change and she's like no the red zone <laughs> is for, has always been for loading it and he says look betty don't start with your red zone stuff again he does not say stuff yes. and then they're back and forth and they're fighting because apparently they're an actual couple because yeah he says something else and it's just very like okay uh this is hilarious so yeah the red zone and white zone voice actors whose characters are betty and vernon oh vernon okay the creators wanted 
like they they auditioned voice actors for this role. Uh-huh. They ultimately ended up getting two actual L.A. International Airport announcers who were married in real life. Oh my god, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. And I do not know what their names are, oh, so snap. I'm sure they're in the credits. I don't know. The European release of this movie was titled Flying High. I don't know why there needed to be a different name. Right. There was no explanation for that. And the trio of writers often mined material for their comedy routines that they did um, in their group by recording late night TV. And one night they accidentally recorded Zero Hour. And then they turned it into the script for Airplane. And because they used so much of the plot and dialogue, they actually bought the rights to the film Mm. from Warner Brothers and Paramount for about $2,500. And then that script didn't sell. Nobody wanted it. Mm -hmm. But they were able to get a different movie into production called The Kentucky Fried Movie, which Hmm. lots of people have seen. We didn't see it when we were kids because no. we weren't allowed to watch stuff like that. Oh, okay. It's much raunchier than Airplane. Oh, but it's, interesting. It's in the same vein. Okay. And then they finally were able to sell Airplane to Paramount Pictures, who, remember, they bought the script from. Yes. Interesting. So, like we said, most people our age saw it on TV, and we didn't mm-hmm. see, like, the nudity or the... Uh, there were some dirty jokes, but not mm-hmm. as many dirty jokes. We didn't see the magazine rack with the dirty <laughs> magazines, like box lunch. And what it said the section was. Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. My Those my husband and I it. were watching it, and yes. we were like, oh, I've never seen that before. Exactly. He'd never seen it like this either. With, yeah. like, you know, no... Um, no Absolutely TV no editing. Adulter. Exactly. We saw it on a little TV. And even things that were in the movie when we saw it on TV, we didn't notice so much because mm-hmm. either we weren't paying enough attention or... Right. Like, there were lines that I didn't remember. And yeah. I remember a lot of I remember movie. a ton, and I say a ton of them in regular life as a, on a regular basis. Um, but weird things, too, where I just... I, I had no... I don't... I did not know until today... That the windshield wiper cleaner was Jimmy Walker. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was like, you. And today no. is his birthday in real life. Are you serious? I was. What is today's date? I, I today's date is June twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I was. I watched it and I was like, is that Jimmy Walker? And so sure enough, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, that is the. And I was like, mm-hmm. is the windshield? And I'm like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then later, I was on Facebook and some page I follow posted. Happy birthday to Jimmy J. This Walker. happens to us all the time. I know. It this does. happens to us constantly. It's very, again, we were leaped so into, crazy. I'm pretty sure. So crazy. Um, so yeah, had no idea, and I was like, oh my God. Well, when I was a kid, we watched this a lot. And Me then too. when I was in like the seventh grade, my friend Christy and I have talked about this before, where we had like uh, a rotation of movies that we would watch mm-hmm. during the summer. That included like Star Trek Four and The Three Amigos, and Airplane was one of them. But again, it was taped off of TV, mm-hmm. so it didn't have like boobs and stuff. Right. One scene that I had suppressed in my mind until I watched it this time was the one where the lady is sick, and the doctor comes over, and she's got eggs coming, eggs out, coming of her out of her mouth. And as a child, I thought that this was a thing. That was actually happening. And it freaked me out. I'm talking about like I was like six. Yeah. Because I was five when this movie And you thought you could produce eggs. Right. And I was so freaked out about it. And I was like, like, it scared me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't remember that until I watched it this time. And I was like, 
Oh my god, repressed memory. Mm. This is so terrifying. I'll always remember that because she's like the first one to really be sick. Yeah. And then Leslie Nielsen, who's the doctor, comes. And I love how he's like, she clearly has like what looks like the white cue ball from pool in her mouth. Yeah. And he starts to take eggs out. And he brings up his hand all <laughs> like, you know there's something yeah. in his hand. And then he pulls it all the way across her mouth and then he's got Like eggs. your dad does when he's pulling a... Yes, a corner pa- out, a of, corner your out of your or ear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's Which is pretty hilarious. hilarious. Um, but all the different, like, so many lines from this movie. And earlier on, I forgot how they, he calls, or first of all, they're like, Captain Over, the white courtesy phone or whatever. And he goes and gets it and they're like, no, the white phone. <laughs> and, and then he's like, then they keep doing it. And he's like, I've got it. Yeah. And then they're like, then he's talking to the Mayo Clinic because there's a girl getting on the airplane who needs a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. And the guy at the Mayo Clinic has a bunch of jars of mayo <laughs> behind him. And I'm just <laughs> dying. I was like, oh my God. It's it's the funniest sight gags. It's 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 so obvious and like mm-hmm. it's some of them are obviously funny and yeah. some of them are subtly funny, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's like a good mix of both of them. And I feel like some movies that are funny in their time aren't funny now. Yeah. This one is still funny. This one's still funny. And I wonder some of the lines that people, if they would actually, just the little things, because when you see stuff as a kid and then you hear it later and it's just like, um, you know, there's a part where, so he, Ted Stryker is remembering, you know, so he does the same thing, follows Elaine onto the plane He's remembering how they met and remembering when he went down in the war and all these things. And she's visiting him in the hospital and she's like, oh, there's a letter from headquarters. And he's like, headquarters? What is it? (laughs) Well, it's a big building where the generals work, but that's not important right now. So that's a running theme where at one point the cockpit, what is it? What's the little small room at the front of the plane with the pilots? But that's not important right now. And I just love how... (laughs) What does it look like? It's like a little aspirin with wings. Yeah. It looks like a big Tylenol. That's what it is. Um, so, so many things that I, you know, you know, a hospital, same thing. What is it? It's a big building with patients, but that's not important. That's not right important. Um, all the quotable lines. Yeah. There's so many quotable lines, and we used to quote them all the time. Mm-hmm. Your sister and I used to quote them in school all oh, the time. Oh, 100%. And I mean, obviously, at the end, uh, the, the doc, when they're, you know, doing the plane, anytime I say to somebody, okay, good luck, I'm like, we're all counting on you. <laughs> <laughs> and we all, I mean, and it's so funny, but nobody really gets that. That's sad. But if I ever tell anybody good luck, I say, we're all counting on you. And then they just look at me like with dumbfounded. <laughs> Unless I say it to my sister or to you, because then you Right, 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 right. Yeah. The doctor and the pilot are talking before the pilot gets sick, before Captain Over gets sick. And he's like, uh, he's like, well, when can you land this plane? And he's like, I can't tell. You can tell me. I'm a doctor. <laughs> And he's like, no, I mean, I can't say for sure. And then he's like, well, can you take a guess? Not for another two hours. You can't take a guess for another two hours? No, I can't land the plane for another two hours. So it's very who's on first. And it's so serious because in zero hour, you feel like these conversations, Mm -hmm. like you can see where they, how these conversations manifested in their minds. Yeah. Like some of the conversations in zero hour could get ridiculous. Yeah. And I love that. And that's why I was giggling through the whole thing. Well, and I love Ted Stryker's face, though, when some of the people, when when they're all like, when they explain to him, when he's like, what is it? What's well, a little building? And he's just like, he's all looking at him like, I know that. <laughs> and when he does, he comes up to the plane, he's like, there's four engines. It's an entirely different kind of flying all together. And they go, it's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind, kind of, of flying. flying. And again, his face is like, what? <laughs> it's so good. 
So let's talk about the cast real quick. Yeah. Um, well, not real quick, because there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So the writers were adamant about casting serious actors for the movie. And I think that's part of what, like, makes it so funny, is mm-hmm. because you've seen these people, like the Leslie Nielsen, in very serious roles, mm-hmm. and they're saying their lines very straight. Yes. The only person who's being actually funny in the whole movie is air traffic controller Johnny Henshaw Jacobs, mm-hmm. played by Stephen Stucker, who's the one who's like, it's a twister, it's a twister. It's a twister. I love him. He is my absolute favorite. He's hilarious. And every time. And they all look like they're going to smack him. He just runs yeah. in and, and says just, things and then yeah. flies out of the scene. And the dude <laughs> keeps asking him, he's like, how about some coffee? He keeps telling him, how about some coffee? He's like, no thanks. No thanks. I'm going to do that from now on. Oh my God. So the first person uh, is Robert Hayes, who plays Ted Stryker. And this role was actually written for David Letterman after he auditioned for a role in Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh. Yeah, because remember when David Letterman was an actor? Mm. Um, Mm. Others considered included Bill Murray and Caitlyn Jenner. You can actually see David Letterman's screen test for the movie Mm. on YouTube. There's a uh, 1982 interview with the creators of the movie that you should totally watch because it has a lot of really cool information in Mm. it about how they came up with the movie and whatever. And you can see David Letterman's audition for it. Interesting. But he didn't get it. Yeah. And I think Robert Hayes is perfect because he's... He's very, I think, a versatile actor. Mm -hmm. And he's not being funny. Yeah. He's just being... The guy. Yeah. And he, Ted Stryker was in a war, <laughs> but we can't really tell what war. No. <laughs> like, no. Like, there's World War II bombers, but also he might have been in Vietnam. Yeah. Well, and at this rate, it's like <laughs> when it comes out, his age, it's like, huh, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Right. Because he's like... Although he's describing, what is he, when he describes when they met, now I don't remember what they, I mean, they were. They seemed to have been in Korea. Yeah. And then they were doing disco. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't think we're supposed to know. I think it's just like the war. Yes. The war. It was in the war. Then we have Julie Haggerty as Elaine Dickinson. Mm -hmm. I love her. She, yeah, she is funny. She is uh, Ted Stryker's girlfriend. And Leslie Nielsen as Dr. Rumack, who... So funny. This movie turned Leslie Nielsen into, like, a comedy Mm -hmm. legend. Yeah. He, before that, did, like, um, Forbidden Planet and stuff like that, where he was very serious. And now, all of a sudden... He was... uh, Yeah. He was so Like, I didn't know when I was a kid that he wasn't a comedian. No, I didn't either. Because then he did, like, the Naked Gun movies. Yep. And was always funny. And of course, because this was such a prominent role in my childhood as this movie. So yeah, that's just funny. Uh, Peter Graves played Captain Clarence Over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lloyd Bridges as Steve McCroskey. <laughs> and one of our favorites, Robert Stack as Captain Rex Kramer. Mm-hmm. Who uh flew with Ted Stryker in the war. Yes. So they've got that they've got the relationship. History. Yeah. It didn't seem quite as uh angst ridden no. as the one from Zero Hour, but it was because he was like, oh that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were definitely didn't like each other. But mm-hmm. and he's yeah. helping him land the plane. Mm-hmm. And Robert's stack role in this is very memorable and he has a lot of great lines as yeah. well. As we said, Steven Stucker plays air traffic controller Johnny Henshaw Jacobs. 
The fog is getting thicker. And, and Leon, Leon is, is getting, getting larger. larger. Oh, Jonathan Banks shows up as Gunderson, who mans the radar. Mm-hmm. I actually did not... I always forget that he's that guy. And I'm like... I, I didn't know. And I saw him and I was like... Yeah. Greg didn't even realize it. I go, that's that's the dude from Better Call Saul. And he's like, where? I had to back it up. And to me, it's just Beverly Hills Cop. He'll always be the guy I've never Beverly seen Hills Beverly Cop. Hills oh Cop. My God. But like, it, it's mostly his profile. And he's mm-hmm. so funny because he's watching this radar. And then he's like, oh, he's doing this. He's doing that. He's he's all over the place. And he goes, what a a-hole. Yeah. My and I don't is, think that was in the version that I, I saw so in the 80s. I don't think so either, because also, during that time, they're watching these big, giant glass panels where they can see radar, but a guy four people down from him is taking his laundry out of one of those exact <laughs> same things, and I'm like, oh my awesome. god. Of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is First Officer Roger Murdoch, also plays himself. Yes. <laughs> I pretending they, to be Roger Murdoch. <laughs> I love when they take him out, like he's passed out. They take him out of his seat. He's wearing like he's the got his goggles. He, and he has his basketball shorts on. He has his Lakers shorts on <laughs> and his goggles. Yes. But then later, when they're like taking him down the aisle, he's wearing his regular pilot pants yeah. again. But like Joey's up there, and he's like, Joey's you're like, you're Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's like, no, sir. Look, it says right or no, kid. It says right here. I'm, I'm Roger Murdoch. And he goes. My dad says uh, that you don't try very hard. He's like, the heck I don't. He should try to have him. And he starts mentioning basketball players. And what. And then he's just like, and then he like tries to shut up. And it's hilarious. And I'm that like, kid's face. He's yeah. like so scared. He's, he's scared. like, okay. He's like, oh, gosh. I'm going to go back to this sorry. creepy dude over exactly. here. He keeps asking me about Turkish. Yes. Yeah. I've never been in Turkish prison. <laughs> Another favorite of everyone's is Barbara Billingsley. Yes. Beaver's mom. As Jive Lady, that's how she's billed in the movie. Yes. I mean, that, one of my favorite lines of all time, excuse me, stewardess, I speak Jive. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're so annoyed with her. And then just, and I'm like, oh my God, that whole thing just. No, we ain't got no brains anyhow. Yeah. Get you on the medicine. I'm like, oh Lord. That's a good one. That's such good stuff. Oh, uh, let's see. Maureen McGovern plays the nun. Who comes to sing for R E S P C T? <laughs> find out what means to me. R E S P C T. Take a D C P. And then the guy's puking. <laughs> well, Maureen McGovern was actually a Broadway actor who had some hits in the seventies, including "The Morning After." You remember that song? There's got to be morning after. Yes. Oh, we can hold on to the. Well, as soon as you said her name, I was like, "How do I know that name?" Yeah, it's a very <gasps> familiar name. Oh she gosh, had some hits. Now I want to listen to that song. It's funny. Ross Harris plays Joey Hammond, who is the little boy. And I vaguely remember him from being on the love boat. And I... Oh, my I gosh. Like, That's the kid from the love boat. Oh, my God. I feel like he's wearing kind of the same thing yeah. that he would wear on the love right, boat. Right, right, right. Now that you said that. It's just like... It's just one of those memories that's like huh. there, but I can't quite grasp yeah. it. Yeah. Norman Alexander Gibbs plays first jive dude, and Alan White plays second jive dude. <laughs> oh, man. Love Those them. guys are so funny. I'm pretty sure your sister knows the entire speech. Oh. When he's talking to Barbara Billingsley. Yeah. Because yeah. she used to say it all the time. We have David Hollander as the young boy with coffee, and Michelle Stacy as the young girl with coffee. <laughs> and when they when she comes in onto the plane in the beginning, oh. he's sitting down and she's walking past and she's like all dressed mm-hmm. and like all businessy and he is checking he's her checking out. He's her looking out. her up and down. Yeah. 
And then he's all, oh, excuse me. And he's all in a suit and she's all dressed all nice. And yeah. he sits down and offers her coffee. And Thank you. And the most, yeah, line that I use frequently, but like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to do a Patreon about, our, I think everyone, about this. <laughs> I think everyone uses that line in one way or another. That I like that's my true. coffee the way I like my men. Yes, that's true. And that true. little boy's face, he's like. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> He's just like, oh. It's like, I'm in the wrong seat. Exactly. Uh, another notable role is David Leisure as the first Krishna. So the Krishna mm-hmm. keep bothering everybody. Mm-hmm. And he played Charlie on Empty Nest. I, yes. Which I never watched Empty Nest. Me neither, I actually, but I knew he was. Yeah, I recognized him as Joe Isuzu from the Isuzu car commercials in the late 80s. Oh, yeah. That's where I knew him from. I just knew he was like an 80s actor. And right. I, like every time I see him in this, I'm like, it's so weird that he's so, pr- I mean, he's just like a prominent just guy there. from other stuff. Right. Yeah. But that's just it. Like every time I watched the movie, I'd go, well, that's not him. Mm. That's probably just somebody who looks like him. Yeah, yeah. It's, like- it's totally him. That's so funny. Uh, Jill Whalen is Lisa Davis, the heart patient. She was also in The Love Boat. Yes, I did know that. I was always like, where is this girl from? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. She's she on the starred Love on The Love Boat. We mm-hmm. can watch Love Boat. We need to, I need to watch Love Boat. Oh, goodness. Man, I haven't seen Where that Where can forever. we get that? Let's look that up. Um, Lee Terry uh, plays Linda Over. The captain's mind, there's a point where she has to kind of molest Robert Stack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was finding myself getting a little jealous of mm-hmm. Mrs. Over at that like, point. Oh, she's like, hey. I, and the strangest part about that is when they call her and then she answers <laughs> her phone to come down to the headquarters there. She's in bed with a horse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Which we as children were like, why is she in bed with exactly. a horse? <laughs> we were like, hmm. That's funny. Yes. Strange. But we don't so, know why. No. <laughs> Good. Oh, good times. Then, of course, Jimmy Walker as the windshield wiper man. Mm-hmm. We all know him from good times. He's also servicing under the hood of yes. the airplane. He's got Which a, is how he falls yeah, off. Yeah, he can't get the hood closed yes. again. Uh, James Hong plays the Japanese general. And he's mm-hmm. had, like, a lot of roles in a lot of things. Uh, he was born in Minneapolis. Uh, he was in Wayne's World 2. And most recently, he was in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Hmm. He plays, remember the the Japanese general who is about to stab himself because Ted Stryker won't stop talking about. Oh, yes. I guess he does stab himself. Yeah. That guy it, does. It's yeah. the guy who tries to set himself on fire That's who does right. not. Well, actually, he does. He does end He up. blows the match out and then it explodes. And then he explodes. But Somehow, the plane but the plane's explode. fine, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yes. And Howard Jarvis is the man in the taxi who ends up with a bill of like $200 Mm -hmm. at the end. He's just sitting there waiting. (laughs) In the white zone. Um, I did have to say this is the first time I noticed this line. Well, one, they were talking about something and then they said something about going from Salt Lake to Lincoln. Yeah. And then later on, um, they're in the little command center and someone says, tell Omaha to acknowledge and stand by. (laughs) And I don't remember, you know, and of you're course, like, that's where as a we kid, are. would I have even cared about mm. that if we weren't talking about movies all the time? So I was literally like, oh. I think as a kid, whenever they were in the control center, like, I was like, oh, this is boring. Yeah. Was focused on, um, you know, the funniness of what's his name. And so, yeah, because he's, I love that. What kind of plane is it? Oh, it is a big, pretty white plane with little curtains in the windows. And it looks like a big Tylenol. <laughs> 
doesn't have a curtain. God, he's so funny. He is so good. The tower, uh, the tower Rapunzel. <laughs> the most of the stuff going on in the command center is pretty, pretty you know shot for shot with zero hour mm-hmm. and then all the reporters come in and they're like you know yeah. ask them all the questions and they're like well we got to take some pictures yeah they take all the pictures off the wall well i also love yeah they're like take some pictures they <laughs> oh i want this one <laughs> i do love when uh they're showing news headlines which kind of doesn't make any sense because <laughs> this flight can't have been up for very right, long it's still so happening. that's also a spoof and then they show <laughs> Boy locked in refrigerator eats own foot. And I was like, oh, my God. So, again. And they show all around the world. They're like a news flash about it. And so I was just like, oh, my God. I love it. hilarious. I love it. So many things that, yeah. There were new things that I didn't notice before. Mm -hmm. I can't think of off the top of my head. Well, there's a particular line, and I can't say it on our family-friendly show. (laughs) But I was literally like... Did that just happen? Um, When... Yeah, yeah, when... uh, Ted and his girlfriend are having a, a conversation. Yes. yes. And it is the same script from Zero Hour, except they changed up a line. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. And then they threw say? that right in there. You were like, wait a second. Oh, goodness. So good. And the whole disco sequence yes. with the Girl Scouts fighting. Yes. And I do remember. Almost that forgot about that. I do love, so again, um, the all the things were, well, first of all, he. Picked the wrong week to quit smoking. That's a word for word also from Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. Well, then he turns it into, um, I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Um, and then later on, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. That's when we used to say in school all yes. the time. Oh, I picked the wrong week. And to, to this day, a same thing. Me and my sister probably would say that all the time. So, so many things. And, and nobody understands what we're talking I about. I know. They're just like... I mean, that's how I feel anyway. When I do friends references and nobody else gets mm-hmm. it. But these are some of the ones where, yeah, you say things and, yeah, no one No one knows what you're talking about. And you're that's, like, oh, That's man. just a reason to not make any new friends. Right. It's just true. stick with the like, people I you've been with for your whole life. I said things that don't even make sense in any concept, even that I would say in life, like, what's your vector, Victor? <laughs> and see, everyone, like, Roger, all, Roger. Like, yeah, Roger, Roger. <laughs> Over, huh? What? Well, my dad says, anytime you say, surely... He says, yes, don't, don't call, call me, me Shirley. Shirley. But my kids don't get that. Yeah. Like, it's like that. How funny is if that? If you don't yeah. get that, we can't be friends. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Yes. We had said, oh, we could talk about Airplane. We don't even have to watch it. We've seen it that many times. Mm-hmm. We were wrong. True. We did have to watch it. Yeah. Because up I until now. I almost ran out of time and didn't get uh, to watch it. And now I. You would I, have been I, so confused. I would have been. I'd have been like. I would have forgotten multiple things to not yes. to be able to like put my thoughts down as I'm watching it because yeah. I'm like again you'd have said something I'd start laughing I'd be like oh my god that's right oh my god that's right that would have been me the yeah. whole time though. <laughs> and I I'm so glad I actually got to watch it because yeah I would have mm. I would have forgot and I would have yeah been but the fact that I was watching Zero Hour and was like this is airplane yeah like I you know so I mean I was, I was like, watching Zero Hour and in my head finishing what they were saying exactly. and adding in little things. Yes. It was kind of like watching Rocky Horror Picture Show and adding in the audience participation. Mm-hmm. That's how I was watching Zero yeah. Hour. We should make that a thing. We should, we should screen Zero Hour and oh just gosh. shout out airplane lines. We should. Okay. We totally should. That's our new thing. Except now I want to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show too. <laughs> I have that. I, you know what? My daughter stole it. She took the DVD up to her room. Mm. So what is your favorite character in... 
airplane. Oh, man. We already know who mine is. Yeah. It might be Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> and maybe more so because I've gotten so many lines to say over the years he from has him. all the good lines. Because for real, like, good luck, you two. We're all counting on you. <laughs> that and Shirley. And you can tell me I'm a doctor. And I just... He... And he just delivers it so well. Yeah. Um yeah, it might be Leslie Nielsen of all, yeah, because it just... Can you huh. imagine seeing this for the first time? You're an adult in 1980, and you see it in the theater, and Leslie Nielsen comes on, who you've seen in very serious roles, yeah. and he's this guy. Yeah. And then Robert Stack comes on. Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries, by the way, if we didn't mention mm-hmm. that before. And then you're like, oh my God, these guys are being hilarious, but they're not. They're being unintentionally hilarious. Yeah. So if they remade a movie shot for shot, which character... Do you think other people would cast us as? Like, if they, they have to put us in the remake because okay. they're contractually obligated. Okay. Who are they going to cast um, us as? That's a good question. Okay, let's see. Who would they cast us as? Um, well, I feel like I could be Elaine. Okay. Because I think I could, like, I could play that role up, although I also feel like I might be... Um, the jive lady. <laughs> you, could, you could be um, the jive lady. But I also, you know, we really haven't talked about what's her name. Is it Lisa? What's this other stewardess's name in oh, this one? Oh, that's right. Because yeah. she's... Um, she is underappreciated. When she's she so sings really well and she knocks the IV out of the dying girl's arm, which is funny, but everyone's enjoying her song. And then at the end, she it's breaks not, down... Isn't she, her name Randy? Oh, maybe it is Randy. I think it is. Lorna Patterson? Yes. Okay. And then later she's crying because she's she's 26 and she's not married. And then the hysterical lady comes back and she's like, yes, I'm very worried, but thank God I have a husband. (laughs) I was like, oh, man. So, yes, there's like so many things. Man, we could could literally just play every female role in the movie. We could play any role in this movie. I think we could. That would be even funnier. If we were every role. If we were every... Yeah. Let's remake the movie. We could be every character. I like it. That'd be great. I would cast you personally as the doctor. Oh, okay. Because you're very take charge. True. But also... <laughs> you're, you're take charge, but you're also funny to yourself yes. when you're doing it. <laughs> you just say things that you think is funny. That's true. And people think you're just being serious. That's true. That's, that's very true. That's very much the Dr. Leslie Nielsen. Mm, that would be me. Yes, you're right. I think I would play the the mom of, not the mom of Joey. Is it the mom that's of the Joey? hysterical lady. Yeah, the hysterical yeah. lady. Yeah, because she's all, he never has a second cup of coffee, coffee at, at home. home. That that would be me. And just be like bitter. And <laughs> like she's kind of over whatever vacation they're taking. Mm-hmm. And, you're and, right. Yeah. That'd be me. Yeah, she's kind of in that I'm over it mode, but I'm going to still put on a happy face. She's doing all she can. Yeah. She's just scraping by. That's yes. me. Oh. Although I do like what, if one of us could play Elaine, I forgot about the part where they're in the uh, cockpit and she has to take the radio. So he's re- she's repeating everything. <laughs> and he says, it's a damn good thing he doesn't know how much I hate his guts. <laughs> it's a damn good thing you don't know how much he hates your guts. And he looks at her like, what? And then they're just in the command post thing like, all right. Well, whatever. One of the best parts about that is the automatic pilot is an inflatable person. Yes. And without it, 
they can't fly the plane. Right. Without this inflatable yeah. person. And I love that the plane just starts to go down when Captain Over gets yeah. sick. And then they're like, automatic pilot, automatic pilot. And she just hits a button and then it blows up and sits there. Yeah. And then that turns into a lot of hijinks too, which are also slightly inappropriate, but yes. Yeah, like, and one of the only dirty jokes, like really dirty jokes that stayed in the movie when we watched it on TV, but mm-hmm. we didn't get it anyway. Yeah, that's true. I love how the doctor opens the door, mm-hmm. sees this happening, yes, and he's just like, all right. He was kind of like, I'm going to huh. go then. Although he just came from a gynecological exam. <laughs> gynecological? But isn't that the word I'm Gynecological. Okay. Gynecological. <laughs> Gynecological. He did. He, he's like, like, he like the he's thing just back he's there like, oh. and somebody's in stirrups and he's just like, what? And then he like leaves her there. And it, my favorite is like, she's up above the rest of the seats. I'm pretty sure from based on. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was very high up getting her exam. That was pretty hilarious. Yes. So yeah. Lots of funny things. It was all good. It's a great movie. It's a classic. And if you haven't seen Airplane, I don't know why not. Don't know what to tell you about you your life. You can watch it for out. free. Yes. I don't know where we watched it, but it was free. I, I had to rent it on Amazon Prime. So I don't know, like, if... It, Maybe we yeah, did. I, I just, rented Zero Hour. But me Airplane might have been on Peacock or something. I don't know. Oh, shoot. I looked it up and it was like, know. you can do all these. And I'm like, this is the easiest. I'll do yeah. this $3. We have way too Boom. many services right now. So Me too. Me too. So anyway, do you have anything else to say about Airplane or Zero Hour? Oh, I don't think so. I'm so glad we got to. Uh, I, I encourage everyone to watch them back to back. Yes. Yeah, you really kind of need to. Because again, I'm really glad though that I didn't know ahead of time. Because <laughs> then I just was like, oh my God, what? What's happening here? Um, like watch... Awesome. Air, if you've never seen Airplane, watch it and then watch Zero Hour. Yeah. But if you've seen Airplane a thousand times, just watch Zero Hour because yeah. you'll get a kick out of it. It's amazing. It's so funny. And we didn't mention a lot of the things came from Airport 75, like the whole part with the sick girl and, mm. you know. Yeah. But I, I didn't watch Airport 1975. I didn't really feel obligated to. No. Zero Hour is very much close to that. And having seen Airplane forever, I think we were were good good on that. You know, if we run out of material when we're 90, maybe we'll watch um, some (laughs) of these old things. (laughs) Right. And we'll watch Airport. Yeah. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by Amphetamines. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit Amphetamines. And by the White Zone. The White Zone has always been for loading and unloading of passengers. All right. Well, um, check us out on all the things. We're going to wrap this up. Yes. You can find us on TikTok. We have a lot of uh, fun videos of old TV on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we have like, I think we have like 17,000 followers wow. right now. We're also on the Instagram, on the Facebook. And we have a, fri- a private Facebook group that you can join and talk to us about all your favorite TV stuff because there's a yes. lot going on in Lots there. Fun stuff. And check out our show notes for other ways that you can contact us. And check us out on Patreon because we have new episodes and fan episodes that you can't get on the regular radio. Yes. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Clink. Cheers, Clink. We should. Oh, we can't. Oh, wait. Oh, there no. Go. no. Germs. Okay.